Hello and welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles Punk Goes Ellipses series to answer the age-old question, hell yeah, or oh yeah, nah, yeah, I realise I fucked it up. <laughs> you wanged that one. I wanged that chung. <laughs> uh, we're back. We are. In in pog form. <laughs> Remember us? Um, yeah. New New studio. Yes, new studio, new apartment. New us. Yeah, um, it's over for you bitches, basically. <laughs> I am... That's so aggressive. I know. Uh, yeah, I'm trying something new this week. As you can tell by Sam, making all of the rustling noises in the world. You are. You just purchased a air mattress <laughs> so that your sister who's staying over can sleep on the air mattress and... You've fallen in love with the air mattress. It is better than our actual mattress, which is saying a lot. Um, so yeah, this is where I live now. So you're um, lying down. I should have my uh, my first sleep apnea mask slash bane mask while I do this. Just let's just go for it. Yeah, I mean, why not? And and yeah, I would do the bane voice, but I can't do it while I'm not wearing the masks. But until then, you'll just have to deal with regular Sam and not Bane Sam. So this week we are talking about Bonnie Tyler's holding out for a hero, as covered by Emery for Punk Goes 80s. And uh, we had a bit of a a mix-up there. Something went wrong. And that could be the uh, general theme of this episode. Something went wrong. I mean, that's kind of just a three-word summary of a life, isn't it? Yeah, something went wrong. That's that's why I'm here, because something went wrong. <laughs> that's why uh, that's why my sister's here, because something went wrong. Look, life finds a way. <laughs> and I, I realised that had I not mentioned it, uh, things probably would have gone smoothly, but I like to, you know, keep the listener involved in the, in the whole process. We're going to sell that missing bit of audio as an NFT, because I think that's what they do, isn't it? I don't know. It's gone. Like, it didn't record. Exactly. NFTs aren't real. Oh. But but apparently they're worth a lot of money, or you make a lot of money out of them? I just... Yeah. I don't understand people. Anyway. I, I wish I had that innate, like, skill or knowledge to make money... That basically doesn't exist, but I'm rich, but I'm not, but I am. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the the person who created cryptocurrency is just on another plane. Mm. I don't know who that is. I don't want to look it up. No. <laughs> I'm fine not looking it up. So, uh, I did have to look up Bonnie Tyler, though. That's I, understandable. I, I'm better for it, I feel. <laughs> okay, well done. <laughs> So do you want to take Bonnie Tyler? Sure. So Bonnie Tyler was born Gaynor Hopkins, uh, and she was born in July 1951. Making her 69. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, that was... You go. Um... Yeah, that was your little aside that you had in there, so I figured it was only right for you to make that remark. It took me, it took me a second to realise that you were uh, giving me the alley-oop there. <laughs> uh, she's also from Wales. She's, she's Welsh. She sure is. Yeah. 
Uh, so Bonnie grew up in a council house with her working class parents and five siblings. Her siblings had varied music tastes and exposed her to acts like Elvis Presley, Frank Sinatra, and the Beatles. Uh, in 1969... Nice! Again. Uh, Bonnie Tyler entered a talent contest coming in second. She was inspired to pursue a career in music after this moment. I like that she she maybe didn't realize that she had a good voice until she could uh until she came in second at this competition honestly yeah like i wish that's something that could happen to me it's like wow i didn't realize i was good at this thing that can earn me lots of money i didn't realize i could become the national origami folding champion <laughs> although in the last couple of weeks i have discovered that i'm not terrible at skating which is cool yeah which is cool because we bought you some new skates for your birthday mm-hmm. but before um, you realized if you were good at skating or not. i know so that, that that was a gamble that paid off for once but um all i need to do now is learn how to stop and then it's over for you bitches again again so aggressive i know um coming in hot this week <laughs> it's this mattress it's just given me a new lease on life um anyway back to bonnie after starting a soul band named Imagination, Bonnie later changed her name to Shireen Davis. Uh, but after she was offered a record contract with RCA Records, they advised her to change her name again, hence why she is now known as Bonnie Tyler. So three names. Mm. Yeah. Good for you, Gainer. Mm-hmm. So, the song Holding Out for a Hero was recorded for the 1984 film Footloose but was later the first single from a sixth studio album, Secret Dreams and Forbidden Fire. I tried to get you to re-watch Footloose with me, but you are not having it. It's just boring. It's not boring! It's a little town that band dancing, and they have to, like, underground dance their way back into people's hearts. I mean... I think I used to hate it, and, like, I'm sure I'd still hate it if I watched it. Apologies. <clears throat> but, like, I think what I didn't like about Footloose was like the story just sounded so fantastical like oh it is as if there would be a town that stopped people from dancing but then enter the pandemic and we literally weren't allowed to dance I mean unless you're doing it in your house yeah Yeah. like it was the 80s and that's part of the reason why I love 80s movies is because they're just like fueled by cocaine I don't understand how Coke... Oh, wow, this is the first episode where my audio is, like, above yours. Let's change that. No, I am asserting my dominance in this relationship. This episode is going to be... Look, we're coming back. It's our first one back. What, is it going to sound really bad? No, it's not going to sound bad. It's just, like, this is just us (laughs) talking shit. Like for the listener, I'm sorry, Richard. This one's gonna be uh, this one's gonna be a cooked episode. I mean, that's why anyone ever records a podcast, right? Is to record themselves self speaking. That's true. I have never had the problem of not liking the sound of my own voice. So no. Um, where was I? Oh yeah, explain how um, Footloose was the result of Coke. Because Coke gave people great ideas, like towns that. I don't know. I've never done. I've never done drugs. <laughs> so then, well, I don't know why I made that statement. I did. You questioned me on it. You challenged me, and I regret it. All right. I am the fact checker of the pod. Oh, look, it's the eighties was a time of you know crazy movie ideas. You had mm. you know Footloose. You had I don't know ET, Short Circuit. Yeah, there was. Oh, I can't remember what the movie was called, but it was. It's so bad. I'm not defending this movie, but there was a movie where a guy, he like, it's not like he switches bodies with someone else, but he is turned, a white man is turned black. And it is so racially insensitive. And they didn't just get an African-American actor to play the African-American side of him. They put him in blackface. Oh my god. I can't remember what that movie's called. It's like Soul Man or something. That's upset. I've never seen it. It's, you know... For good reason. Yeah, it should be heavily cancelled in 2021. But it's just like, they just had wacky ideas in the 80s. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I think this, I think Footloose has a good soundtrack. I 
like Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The the scene where he's the scene where he's dancing to the band moving images, moving pictures, I can't remember. Um, in the warehouse. Is that like, the angry dance? The thing? angry dance. The angry dance is great. How am, why am I the one who's defending this movie and you're the one who hates it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it should be the reverse. No, because I have good taste. <sighs> All right, Gossip Girl. <laughs> XOXO. All right, so keep telling us about the song. So... Please. The song was produced by Jim Steinman, former former Jim Steinman. Sadly, he passed. He's still Jim Steinman, it's just that he died. Yeah, isn't it like former though? No, like you you still are you you are still a person, it's just that you aren't around anymore. The recently the recently departed. Yes, not f- <laughs> the former. Okay, so, sorry to Jim Steinman <laughs> and your estate. Jesus. The song was produced by Jim St- the Recently deceased Jim Steinman, R.I.P. I was trying to be respectful. The former Jim Steinman. And you had to again challenge me on it. Because it's not... Like, that sounds really disrespectful to be like... It was recorded by the... the produced by the person who used, used to be Jim Steinman. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So, in all seriousness, Jim Steinman died just last week, I yep. think, or a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Um, yeah. Awful news, so... R.I.P. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so he also produced Total Eclipse of the... Total Eclipse of the Heart and also the Hulk Hogan theme. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And he co-wrote the song with Footloose screenwriter Dean Pitchford. So Jim Steinman rec- recommended Bonnie Tyler for vocals. She was invited to watch the film. Ugh, hang on. She was invited to watch the film rushes so she could capture the urgency of the scene. The scene in question is where Kevin Bacon plays chicken with uh. the bully on tractors. So what does it mean by film rushes? I'm assuming it's like I'm assuming it's the film without the sound, right? Or not? The, not without the sound, without the soundtrack. Because I know Queen did the same thing for the Highlander movie. Gotcha. They were shown the movie and they were and they were told record a soundtrack for this movie. Right. So like they all recorded, um, they all recorded songs. Like not recorded. They all wrote. All members of the band wrote songs for the movie Highlander. The only song I can remember is "Who Wants to Live Forever." Oh yeah. Uh, good song. Yeah. Um. That's what I imagine film rushes are. It's like the film without the soundtrack, so that so that the musician can go, okay, this is I'll this is what I'm feeling, this is what I'm imagining, and I'll capture it for this. I want to live forever. Yeah, so do I. I know. It haunts me. What would you do with that time? I'd just fucking sleep. But if you I imagine if you're immortal, you don't need to sleep. Oh, I dunno. You would just force it. I'm a pretty sleepy person, as we've both discovered in the last decade. I would... There's there's books that I will not be able to get through in my lifetime, so... Mm. Although, remember when we went through that exhibit in Sydney a couple of years ago, and they are like, yeah, by about... Was it 2025 or 2050, we'll be able to, like... We'll be able, like, immortality might be attainable. Oh, yeah. It's like, who's working on that, though? I mean... As a collective, humans are working very hard to just fast track the heat death of the universe. Yeah, but, yeah, um, so, yeah. So, like, we could become immortal, but if that, like, if the planet is going to die, then yeah, we're not going to outlive that. No, <laughs> don't want to. Li- I don't want to outlive that. No, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. So the song reached number forty-four in Australia, number one in Ireland, number two in the UK, and thirty-four in the US. Hmm. So, what do, you, what do you think of the song? I am not a fan of this song. Just, I find it annoying more than anything. It's it's an interesting one because when you sort of break it down into its, like, basic parts, like, this is a this is a frantic song. Like, it's yeah. got that, that sort of, like, on the piano and the drums have, like, this sort of frenetic pace to them and she's, like... She's over the top yeah. in her delivery. Yeah. It's a really 
it's a really yeah like wow kind of like chaotic song to listen to almost it's funny like i was <laughs> in kmart this evening um purchasing the mattress i'm currently lounging on and listening to this and it just added so much stress to the situation yeah. that didn't exist. Like, I was sort of like, fuck, where's this fucking, like... Yeah, I'd hate to be listening to this in, like, traffic or... Yeah. I'd hate to be listening to this, yeah, in any sort of stressful situation. Like, this would... Like, this is... I get more calm from death metal and black metal. Like, this <laughs> is... This is just... I guess, like... Yeah, I like... Again... The idea of capturing the moment in Footloose, it's a silly scene. But, like, put it with the fight dance scene or the, the angry dance yeah. scene. Like, it probably would have worked better in that regard. It's just, it's, yeah, really kind of crazy. It's, yeah, like, it's, um, it's clever how, like, Steinman came up with that. And, like, how, yeah, like, how Bonnie delivers it. Like, it's, it's in like an incredible feat to be able to sort of portray that level of like urgency, yeah. drama, whatever you want to call it. But obviously as a result, it is so convincing that I can't listen to it much. Yeah. Um, you are right. Like it, it, it has an urgent feel to it. Yeah. Um, and she lists off a bunch of heroes like gods, Hercules, Superman, and they're not going to cut it. She needs <laughs> she needs someone better than that, and it's like, well, we're shit out of luck. <laughs> oh man, I, I'm trying to think. I feel like there's been other songs before that have like put me in that state of like ah for like no reason. But um, yeah, this is definitely top candidate. Well, while you think about that, like my my experience with this was last year because I don't think when I think of Footloose. I don't so much think of this, I think of... And again, I don't think of the song Footloose. I think of <laughs> Kenny Loggins's Danger Zone? No. No, that's Top Gun. Yep. Um, Heaven Helps the Man, brackets, I'm free. Right. Uh, but yeah, so last year, at the beginning of last year, for my previous job at Australia Post, there was a call out for just general staff to do a like a silly oh, video yeah. thing. Um, and... I I was like, yeah, I'll do it because it got me off an afternoon of work. <laughs> I only had to do a half day because of this. And so, like, so me and my team leader and a couple of the other members of my team went to another building and recorded us doing silly things in front of a camera and they kept playing this song because this was going to be the song for it because the idea was we're all heroes. Wow, and it was really bad. And Did you ever see the end result nah, of that? Because it was for it was for corporate, so like they were Oof. having like this corporate meeting or whatever, and so like they were the only people that got to see it. <laughs> That's it's... really funny because like they probably played that for corporate and were like, "What a bunch of idiots!" No, and were like, "We are like what a bunch of heroes we have in the lower echelons." Anyway, here are your bonuses that you didn't earn. Yeah. Here's your, here's your gold watch. <laughs> yeah, maybe edit that out just so it's not identifiable. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, love that corporate life. I don't know. I feel like this definitely to me feels like mum rock as well. Yeah. <laughs> this is 100% mum rock. This is, this is proto pink. Yeah. It's more sort of... um. I guess not even classical. Like it's a, it's definitely like the eighties equivalent to Pink. Like mm. oh yeah yeah, like Pink at least started off as like cool. Well yeah, but like she's still cool. She's just mum cool. Um, yeah. Whereas this to me has always been firmly cemented in like adult contemporary. So if you're if you think your mum is cool, does your mum get to say, but my daughter thinks I'm cool. <laughs> my son thinks I'm cool. Like, even Bonnie herself looks like a mum in the film. Like, she's got the sort of, like, an 80s mum. She's got, like, the sort of big kind of feathered hair. And, you know, there's a bit where she gets circled by a couple of cowboys, by three cowboys, and they're all in black. So that means that they're bad. And then the, the hero comes riding in wearing all white, riding a white horse. I don't know. It's it's it. 
I feel like this this works to this works to bolster like a a sort of like middle class middle aged female fantasy almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I think that's maybe that's the thing that it annoys me about it is in terms of production value, like it's very high production, very frenetic, very sort of like it grips you in that way, but the message itself is kind of boring. Yeah. Like, like be your own fucking hero. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I was just thinking that. Like if for how almost triumphant it feels and how like how much it feels like a battle, it should be I am my own hero. I'm a fucking badass. Yeah. And even even in the context of the movie Footloose, like why couldn't it be that that they are the hero? Like Kevin Bacon was the guy who got dancing back in the little town. <laughs> exactly. I'm probably going to talk about Footloose any chance I get. Imagine if Bonnie was short for Bonald. Bonald. Bonald Byler. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, that wasn't even my best stuff. (laughs) That was mine, sorry. It's all downhill from here. No, I just... Yeah, I feel like this should be so much more empowering than it is, but it's still... Oh, I've got to... And it's it's a man. Like, I've got to wait. Because wh- where have all the good men gone? Like... Yeah. You know, I've got to wait for the perfect man to come and save me from my woes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like... In... In 2021, this would have a different message. This would definitely be more akin to... Well, I can get through this myself. I don't need someone. I think, like... And that's not to invalidate people who are codependent or um whatever the word i think codependence i don't know if that's the healthy dynamic or not but like i don't think it is codependency is mm, not um interdependent i guess i don't know anyway like yeah it's not to poo poo anyone who does sort of thrive when they're in a partnership that kind of thing but also I, it's just within the context of the song like there's so much oomph to it but it's just like I'm single. <laughs> it's yeah. just, and it's like, okay. Um, and that's... Because realistically, in the 80s, or in 1986, like, what was she... What was her woes? It was probably just, I'm single. Mm. I want to find a man. Yeah. And he's going to be my hero because he's going to release me from loneliness. Yeah. More, more... The realistic line should be, I need a companion. I'm holding out for a companion. <laughs> I need a friend. Until then, I'm going to get myself a cat. <laughs> I got nothing. I, I I emptied out my tank with bottles. <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> Finally, this podcast has become mine. <laughs> you know that I would gladly just lie here and vegetate while you <laughs> did all the work. <laughs> Uh, it's the word vegetate and what it implies just like complete and utter just dead brainery dead brainery that's not a word just complete we, stasis we, I need, don't even know. we need to not record this podcast late thursday nights we need to start recording during the day on weekends i know <laughs> I know, and I know it's my fault, but... It's not your fault, we've just moved. That was a pain in the ass. Ugh. Ugh. Um... Do, do we have anything else to say? It feels like we've been talking for 45 minutes and it's only been 23. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have nothing more to give this song. Total Eclipse of the Heart is so much better. Total Eclipse of the Heart is so much better. Yeah. And I said the heart. Total Eclipse of the heart. Yes. Yeah, it is so much better though. Like, I don't know. It's a, it's a better love song. Yeah, it's a, it's just a better song in general. Like, it just it matches what she's saying, which is probably because yeah, she might have had a she might have had more control over that. Yeah, I don't know. But like, it seems like she had a good working relationship with Jim Steinman. So yeah. All right, <laughs> this is probably going to be a shorty. So that's all right. Uh. Shall we move on to Emery? 
Let's go. So you may remember that we have, if you if you're an avid listener, we have also discussed Emery during the Toad the Wet Sprocket song "All mm-hmm. I Want." And when I Google Emery, the first result is for a surfboard company. But I guess here are some basic facts, or a basic fact. <laughs> yeah, I was reading ahead. Si- I was like, hmm. a singular fact. Here is <laughs> here is some basic fact. <laughs> the band formed in 2001 from Seattle, Washington. Fuck yeah! Remember, we got roasted by some random dude who is a toad, who was a toad the wet sprocket fan. I don't know. if... I'm trying to remember if we got like fully roasted. I think it was just the tone that they took in saying like we didn't consider this. It was just like, oh, okay. I still need to record a follow up to that because I was genuinely interested to hear them out on their case. Um. Yeah, it was just, it was a very unique sort of interaction. It was just like, ah, oh, shit, okay. Yeah, it's basically saying, like, you didn't listen to the rest of their stuff. And it's like, sometimes you don't nope. <laughs> need to. And especially, like, this isn't our job. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm sorry, guy. Uh, are we stalling to talk about Emery? I don't know. No? No. I... I like this cover up until I don't like it. And is that the is that the moment that it starts? No. Okay. It, the cover is fine. It's just it when is. it switches into that easy core bit at the end where they're just going. Well, it's definitely like early to mid two thousand screamo. Kind of reminds me of like Boys Night Out or a Static Lullaby or something like that. But yeah, it's so weird it's so out of it's unnecessary nowhere, and it is unnecessary. Like, like it, it doesn't add anything to the song. It just makes them sound like I don't, I can't even think of, like it just, it sounds dumb. Just yeah. like basically just growling the word hero over and over again. At it's the like, end. Like okay. the rest of the entire song should have been that then, if that's the case. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah. Like, considering how technically good and like enjoyable the front bit is. It is like they definitely put their work in. They definitely studied the song and. It's, it takes away that chaotic edge to it. Yeah, true. I feel. And and he has a very... He has a very pleasant voice to listen to. Yeah. In his singing voice. Um, but yeah, it's just so bizarre. But like... It's like the last 45 seconds of the song. So I guess you can just stop it at that point. True. It yeah. just... I don't know. It baffles me why you would do that yeah it's it's not even like a it's not even like good weird it's just sort of like ah yeah because i think the first time i heard it i was like has the song changed because when they did all i want they just did a pretty straight cover didn't they they i'm pretty sure they did a almost note for note rendition of it which i know that we tend to be like oh i like when they do something interesting with it but like but if you do it well, then it's enjoyable, and that's what they do up until the, that last like forty-five seconds. And the up until that last forty-five seconds, they're doing their own thing with yeah. the original song. They 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 do change it up. It does sound different, and it's as I said, like it takes away that that urgency and makes it just a generally like good song to listen to. Yeah, an enjoyable song. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's so bizarre. I, I'm just, 
And just sort of reminds me of that idiom of like, before you leave the house, like remove one element of your outfit. Yeah. Like, yeah. If they could have done that, this would have been like 10 out of 10. I get, well, like maybe a nine. I just ranked all of Morbid Angel's discography on my blog. That's curiously morbid at wordpress.com. Um, you didn't clear that with me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm serious. I guess you're going to have to take it out of my paycheck. <laughs> anyway. I don't know why that st- started sounding off so sexy. <laughs> I know. I was just like, please don't. I guess like, where gonna, are you going with this? I guess you're just going to have to deduct that from my pay. Tax included. <laughs> um, have you ever considered recording just voice erotica? I'm sure you could. Oh, every day. <laughs> Bring in the... What's the word? Big bucks. That's the one. Bring home the bacon. Bring home the bacon. <laughs> Please. Would, should, would, it, would I have to read, like, erotica, or could I just read, like, Dune, but in, like, a sexy... Paul Atreides lands on the planet Arrakis... Spice controls the world. <laughs> Spicy club sauce. <laughs> Chicken fingers with spicy club sauce. <laughs> I like how she's like, stop, stop. And then she's like, no, seriously, stop. Because her vertigo is just playing up. <laughs> you give me vertigo, baby. <laughs> uh, Alright, anyway. so... As I was saying, I ranked Morbid Angel's discography on my blog. Yes. I'll beep it out this time. (laughs) That'll be on Patreon. You'll get to hear the full version (laughs) of the link. (laughs) And, like, a number of their albums, it was the case of if you cut out three or four songs, this would have been amazing. Like All killer, no filler. Like one of the one of the albums, um, Formula's Fatal to the Flesh, it had five of the fourteen tracks were interludes. Wow. Five of the fourteen tracks were interludes, and it was like it's just unnecessarily padding this album out. Like yeah. make it a lean thirty nine minutes. That would make it sick. Like cut out this last bit and this song would be such a such a hit. Like Yeah. But with that weird, jarring, wait, what the fuck are you doing? Just screaming hero. I I think it's just because it feels so, like, tacked on. Yes. As I said, it, it, I seriously thought that it had changed song. Like, I thought it was a different yeah. song. And I don't know. I don't know because they, they do the thing that we applaud sometimes in that they didn't change the pronouns yeah so he starts off where did all the good men go and so it's almost like oh well you know we have kept it to the original material the original lyrical content but we've got to have this like hard bit at the end to, to remind ourselves that we're men yeah i don't know it just yeah um it's probably not that they probably thought recording they were probably like, this will be funny if we do this. And that, like, I can't tell if it's meant to be funny or serious. Exactly. Yeah. When when the rest of it is done so well, and I, I can't remember, is this the one where they do have, like, a little talking bit in the middle where it's, like, talking about, like, a man from a town? I think so, yeah. yeah. And, like, even that, like, it's not funny. It's just they're referencing Footloose again. Yeah, they're, like, playing it straight. Yeah. Um... I don't know, like, it doesn't have, like, a skit or anything or, like, a little bit to to tell us that they're winking at us. I think that's the thing, is that they're being 100% earnest and it just doesn't play, like, it doesn't land well. No. And it's also, I don't know, it's the, the part in the song, like, that's not where the breakdown goes. Do yeah. You know what I mean? Like, put it, yeah. put it. Towards the last chorus, and then... Which is why it feels so half-baked. Yeah. It, or like it, an afterthought. It, it's almost like they recorded the first... Well, it's almost like they recorded all but the last 45 seconds, and then like two days later they came back to record the last bit. Yeah. Like, why? That's all I want to know is it, why. It's like they 
they had to be rushed out of the recording studio because there was a a sale on, you know, parachute pants and they, they just couldn't wait. They needed to get their parachute pants. And then, like, the next day they came back to the recording studio and they were like, wait, what genre of song do we do? Oh, we did a screamo version. Let's let's do that. Why parachute pants? Why not parachute pants? They look comfy. Fair. And they're stylish. I I I want to get a pair of those like early nineties pants that not are like Jenkos. No, not jeans. No, like the ones that are like really colorful. Like oh just, yeah, like just my friend and I used to call them happy pants. I guess happy pants. Like yeah. I want to get a pair of those. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's wear... definitely not the correct term for them. But I wouldn't wear them out. But I would definitely be happy around the house wearing them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you say that like a threat, almost like. I'd definitely be happier if I had happy pants. Well, I didn't say happier. I'd be happy around the house. Yeah. Yeah. So. True. Yeah. It's like whenever you watch, you know, like early episodes of Seinfeld and they go to the gym, they're wearing pants like that. Yeah. I want a pair of those. I feel like Vic Market could help you. Anyway. Maybe. So, yeah, I guess we've exhausted Emery as well. Yeah. And ourselves. I, yeah, I'm. I am um, regretting my decision to be on a comfy mattress because I'm already starting to fade out, and we're only thirty-four minutes in. That's all right. Good thing we're on to the uh, the other covers. True. So we have three covers lined up for today. Yes. So let's start off with Little V. Kind of, this is if uh, I'm holding out for a hero, I, my brain wants to call it I Need a Hero. Yeah. Um, this is if holding out for a hero was recorded for the likes of Bloodsport or one of the Rocky films instead of Footloose. Right, okay. This just is, uh, yeah, it just has that very, it, it's a song that would play over a montage. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think there's, like, not a hell of a lot to say about this cover, but in a good way. Because they play it straight, but they do make it, I guess, metal in inverted commas. Mm. Um, and the guy has talent. Like, yeah. he's a great musician. He's got great chops, like, singing. Pipes. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I enjoyed it. Good um, for him. Good for him. Good for her. <laughs> Speaking of good for her, what have we got next? We have 
Jennifer Saunders <laughs> for the Shrek 2 soundtrack. So for another music, uh, for another song, another. for another movie, <laughs> this is, uh, yeah. I was trying to figure out when we saw that this was on our list, like, okay, we're doing Holding Out for a Hero. I was like, why is this sort of rubbing me the wrong way immediately? And it's because it was on the Shrek 2 Shrek soundtrack. 2. And look, I'll admit, when I was a kid, when I first saw Shrek 2, I thought the song was sick. I thought that soundtrack was sick. Because I'm just going to, like, pull up the soundtrack so I can tell you how sick it was. Because that had... Did that again have Smash Mouth? Like, did was that the yeah. one where they had... Um, oh, no. I'm a Believer? Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Um, I think. Smash Mouth sure. really was just the Shrek house band. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I feel like Shrek would listen to Scar. I oh, know that they're absolutely not Scar, but, um... he would listen to Scar. Um, absolutely, Real Big Fish is his favorite band. <laughs> and um, he, and he and he knows how to do the fish. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's Smash Mouth on this? I feel like I'm a Believer was on the first Shrek. Possibly. No, no, no. That was. That was uh, All Star. Was it not the two? Hang oh, on. Oh, might have been the two. Hang on. Let me look it up. Shrek. Like, I know that... Shrek won. I know that this is a huge... I know that Shrek is a huge meme. And I know that adults think it's funny to, to laugh at Shrek. And, like, laud it as, like, the Citizen Kane of, you know, the 21st century. But have you really sat down and rewatched Shrek as an adult? It's not good. They're not good films. They're not funny no. films. They're just... They're bad, and they're, they're just, ugly films. They are very ugly films. Really ugly films. Look, to be fair, I enjoyed Shrek back in the day. Oh, absolutely. So did I. I but went, even by, like, Shrek 3, I was like, this is getting out of hand. We oh, need to stop. I went and saw the first two at the cinemas. I thought they were great. So, back to the Shrek 2 Back soundtrack. to reality. <laughs> so. So it opens with Accidentally in Love by Counting Crow. That's right. That's the song that opens on, the movie. <laughs> and that's, that's uh, Shrek and Fiona and probably Donkey, like, traveling the wilderness and having a great time. Man. Um, so then you've got... So yeah, aside from that... Fucking sick. So that guy wore, like, fake dreads, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. That just does my head in. I was going to say Darius Rucker, but there wasn't Darius Rucker, and Darius Rucker had real dreads. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, aside from Counting Crows, you've got David Bowie on, uh, I guess, cover of Changes with uh, an artist called Butterfly Boucher. Yeah, I'm going to say David Bowie did not agree to that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Dashboard Confessional, As Lovers Go, which is a really cute song. <laughs> what? Dashboard Confessional. Yeah. Um, Funky Town by Lip Sync, but that's not as cool. Adam got... Duritz. Look at this guy. Look at this fucking guy. Yeah. Um, you've got Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. You've got... Was it Red Right Hand? No, it's People Ain't No Good. No. Uh, Little Drop of Poison by Tom Waits. And then you've got a cover of Livin' La Vida Loca by Eddie Murphy and Antonio Banderas. Oh, fuck me. So it kind of has a good soundtrack. A little bit. Kind of. Kind of. Back in the day, it was, like, fucking sick. And I just appreciated that dashboard were on it. Um, oh, and the Eels as well. I Need Some Sleep, that's a cool D song. Don't forget, Shrek was the, uh, the, the movie that... Um, made people like like popularized Hallelujah again. That's true. <laughs> Far out. Fucking Shrek made Hallelujah popular. We deserve every bad thing that comes to us for making Shrek as big as it was. Um, but yeah, and then of course you've got Jennifer Saunders doing holding out for a hero as the fairy godmother. Yeah. So yeah, this cover is kind of like a disco-y cover. Yeah, I'd forgotten that it was disco-y. Um, I was genuinely delighted by it when I was a kid, and now it just makes me cringe. Yeah. Um, She's got a good voice. She does. I love her. 
Like, I'll always have a soft spot for her just because of Abfab, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Abfab was great. Really was. It was really fab. <laughs> it was absolutely fabulous, if you will. <laughs> um, th- those are my thoughts on the Jennifer Saunders one. So we've got one more from Shrek 2. We do. So this one's a bit cooler. So this is a cover by Fru-Fru, who um, is... Fru-Fru is made up of artist Imogen Heap, as well as collaborator... What is his name? Guy something. Bear with me. Sebastian. No. Guy Sigsworth. Uh, So they released just the one album, Details, in 2002... Uh, with both members writing, producing, and playing instruments on the tracks, while Heap also provided vocals, and then they amicably disbanded in 2004. But, yeah, um, for those of you playing at home, I'm sure you'll recognise the name Imogen Heap from uh, Hide and Seek, which was the pivotal track when uh, Marissa shot Trey on the OC. Yep. I was desperately trying to, while you were finding out Guy's last name, I was desperately trying to remember uh, the fake Homer's um, name when he goes tries to go back into Mo's bar, and I'm like, "What is it? What is it? What is it?" And then incognito. Guy Incognito. Guy Incognito. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I I asked you if if her vocals are naturally that up and down because it really is just like well by natural I guess like with a lot of sort of probably modulation as well yeah because it's like like her singing in this there's nothing that I I can't grab a hold of it and get comfortable with it because it's just constantly going like different places because like look I don't know heaps about Imogen Heap (laughs) haha Um, Hmm. but yeah, I've listened to, I think the one album that has hide and seek and also good night and go on it, which speaking of Ariana Grande does a really gorgeous cover of, um, which I prefer to the original. Um, and yeah, like she, she was sort of a front runner or like, she was the proto like breathy sort of ethereal singer of the time, I guess. Like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, if you've listened to Hide and Seek, you can sort of pick up on the very sort of all over the place sort of vocals mm. in a good way. That's a good song as well, and it's just her singing. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, just sort of vocoded vocals and layered and, yeah. Because I only know it for the, for yeah, the, mm, what you say. And I was expecting there to be, I was expecting there to, like, for that to just be a pause in the song and just to have it her being her. No. And then, yeah, I listened to it and I was like, there's nothing else coming in, but I don't need anything else to yeah. come in. Like, yeah, acapella, take a, take a cue from that. Yeah. And just quit. So, so yeah, like, needless to say, for as far as Fru-Fru is concerned, this is my favourite of the covers from today because... Yeah, Imogen just does cool shit with her voice. Like, even just the... Using her voice essentially as, like, a bit of a backbeat at the start. Like, the... Da-da, mm. da-da-da. Like... Yeah. That's 
really clever and it just it I remember really vibing with this cover when I was a kid and I guess because it was like that was back when I wasn't really into like alternative quote unquote stuff but this was sort of dipping my toes into the idea that music can be quite artful I guess beyond just your top 40 whatever yeah um yeah, there's just something about this song, listening to it now, like, it's just really satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree, Ike. I really like it. Uh, as I said, like, the vocals, it's hard to grab a hold onto it, but, yeah, I think that there's a lot there to enjoy. Yeah. Like this episode, I was uh, starting it <laughs> off thinking, yeah, there's not much there to go by, but, um, you know, I think we pulled it out in the end and, you know, shaken off the rust a little bit. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So, hell yeah or yeah, nah? Ooh. I am just going to answer that with frou-frou. Oh, okay. I'm going to give I'm gonna give both original and cover a hell yeah. The original's a classic. Yeah? Um, I think for good reason. Uh, I'd love to see a, a new version where it's, you know, she is the hero. Yeah? Or, or a... I don't know. I, you know, the Emery version. Oh, let's say Mo. The the Emery version cut out the last forty five seconds, and it's a hell yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. Yep. So, um, you go. I was just going to jump in and say what we're doing next week, but you can do that. Oh, okay, so we are sticking to this side of the box. <laughs> What? I opened my phone and it's that same picture of Adam Duritz <laughs> from Counting Crows. <laughs> so next week we are doing, uh, we're staying on this side of the, the world. We're doing Gautier and Kimbra with their classic song, or their their very popular song, Somebody That I Used To Know, mm-hmm. as covered by Mayday Parade for Punk Goes Pop 5. And until then, stay safe. And, you know, just keep listening to this episode, because it's great. It's about to finish, so... Just, well, no, no, but, like, keep replaying it, so, oh. that, so that our numbers go up. Yeah, that that could help. Fuck, he looks like Kevin James with, like, a fern on his head. <laughs>